Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, hour number two. Welcome back. Miller and Condon. Ivan Wellman's in uh, West Des Moines as we await the crew from uh, Circa to make their way here into the uh, state of Iowa. They'll be here tonight. Game Watch, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. They'll be here tomorrow night. Game Watch, Michigan and Iowa. Uh, your opportunity to uh, pick up some Circa gear to sign up for the Circa Sports Wagering app. Uh, they'll be here. So will the Fanatics. They're doing their show from 3 until 6. With us right now is our friend Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. He just posted uh, earlier this morning his latest mock draft. I love mock drafts. I, I know you do. I just eat them right up, Trent. Oh, did you see Linderbaum? He's up to number eight on this. What LA? These guys don't know, Ken. Yes, I, I Vinny to... knows. Well, Vinny knows. Yeah, that's why we got Vinny on here because he's going to help us out. Indeed, Vinny, Trent, and Ken. Thanks for coming on, Vinny Iyer. How are you? I'm uh, doing well. And I, I, with mock drafts, I love doing them, of course, as well. But how I like to present them is give fans different scenarios to just go through the heads of their teams and say this is what they yep. might be thinking and. In the end, I might have a team like the Vikings picking seven or eight guys over the course of all the mock drafts I've done. But it's more to keep in mind all the different scenarios that could play out and why they might go for this type of player and and why certain players are rising. So that's kind of what I try to show to try to be a little different from just saying this player is going here because of this and that and just kind of get into the mind of those teams, which is hard to do. No, no doubt about that, Vinny. Uh, the combine going on. By the way, I don't want to. I won't spoil all the our uh, regional teams, but uh, Tyler Linderbaum, a Minnesota Viking, in Vinny's latest uh, mock draft again that was posted uh, here this morning. Vinny, the quarterback, um, I guess, musical chairs. It's just going to be, I think, fascinating to watch. Yes, Aaron Rodgers, the big name out there, but certainly not the only name. Boy, listening to the uh, Colts brass speak yesterday, it certainly seems that Carson Wentz is going to be a one-and-done in Indianapolis, and they paid a steep price to get him. Vinny, do you believe Carson Wentz will be playing for someone other than the Colts next year? Yeah, you feel bad for Carson Wentz because there were some things that happened maybe in Philadelphia that got out of his control with the offensive scheming, and then he had the injuries that he was recovering from. Like I think overall he's a pretty good player, very good physical talent in terms of the arm and athleticism. I think someone can turn this guy into something special, but I think maybe the Colts were disappointed because they thought they were going to be that team. And they looked at, okay, we have an offensive line. We have a running game. The one thing they didn't really have, other than Michael Pittman Jr., was consistent weapons. And I think that's going to hurt a lot of quarterbacks. So they can put a lot on Wentz, but you got to have more weapons than that. I mean, T.Y. Hilton is probably on his last leg. He's a big playmaker. They had their tight ends. But, I mean, you look at some of the teams that are really successful, and you should just follow what the Bengals and Rams do, is they have a lot of guys that can create mismatches. Now, there was a lot of attention on Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase. But these other guys, T. Higgins, Odo Beckham Jr., Van Jefferson at times, and Robert Woods was healthy, and then the Bengals, you had Tyler Boyd, C.J. Zama, Joe Mixon out of the backfield. you got to get multiple weapons to have a quarterback be successful and your offense to light it up here. you got to have guys that can create matchup problems. And I don't think the Colts had a lot. You could focus on Pittman and take him out of the game pretty easily. I think he can be special with a different type of quarterback, but I think uh, I don't know where they're going to go now. I mean, they went, obviously, to Phillip Rivers, 
and that worked out okay, but they still had a limited ceiling. Carson Wentz, I thought, gave them a little bit of higher ceiling, but I just think those last few games down the stretch just let a bad taste in their mouth. So I'll see what they can do in the draft right now. They don't have a first-round pick because of the Wentz deal, but you look at uh, the second round, another Carson to watch out for, Carson Strong of Nevada. I think he'd be a good fit Mm. in that offense. So maybe they'll replace one Carson with another Carson. As we're talking about quarterbacks, what to go to Matt Corral? I'm maybe most intrigued by him, the former Ole Miss quarterback. He can sling it. I know he's not a big guy, and it's not. That's just it. He's certainly what you look for in an NFL quarterback. But you look at this guy; he can move around. He can make a lot of the throws. Where do you use a top fifteen pick on him? Probably not. But where are NFL GMs and organizations right now on Corral? And out of this group, maybe a chance to make the biggest uh, step forward. Well, it's funny. I have a little Matt Corral story. I was at one of the events at the Super Bowl, and he was, uh, he looked like uh, maybe a junior high kid with a backpack with shorts. <laughs> really? Like, he was on the red carpet. And I was like, everyone else is dressed in nines, and there's this kid walking, and I'm like, I think that's Matt Corral. And he's just walking by, and no one was uh, knowing who he was. So I said, I'll talk to him, find out how his injury is going and all that. But I was impressed. I think he's a pretty confident young kid, a good head on his shoulder. So I, in the brief conversation, I think I talked to him for a couple of minutes, but I got an impression that he's working hard. He looked, he was walking pretty well. So people were worried about that injury that he had late in the Ole Miss season that uh, wasn't totally fully uh, detailed here. But I think, I think he's a guy that now some team is going to get a good deal on because Malik Willis, we know has big upside because his arm athleticism. I think Ryan Pickett just for him is kind of putting Pitt on the map play for lack of better uh, phrasing there, that I think those two guys are standing out a little bit. But I think Corral is going to end up in a nice spot here in the late first round. That's the thing. If you're a late first-round pick, we've seen it with Lamar Jackson, that you can land with a team that's going to be more catering their offense to you and is also probably a pretty good team because they're picking near the end. I don't think you can say that if the Lions picked him at 32, but I I like (laughs) Corral overall to be a pretty good value. That's right, because the Rams, uh, the Lions have the Rams pick, which is thirty-two. And um, okay, I'll spoil it again. That's where uh, that's where Vinny has him in this uh, mock draft. But, uh, go go to thesportingnews.com, find your team, find who Vinny has. At least today, subject to changes, we get closer to the last weekend uh, in April. Well, let's go to Aaron Rodgers, Vinny. I'm of the belief that he's staying in Green Bay. I think that. Once it's all said and done, Aaron Rodgers will go back there. They'll make him the highest-paid quarterback. It's going to be tough because they don't have a lot of cash. Uh, There's going to be some difficult decisions. Where are you on Aaron Rodgers? Does he stay a Packer, or does he ask to be traded? And if so, ultimately, where does he end up? Well, the one thing is you may not be able to follow what's in Rodgers' head, but you can certainly follow the money and the Packers' moves to figure out where – they're going at quarterback. And I think when you bring back Tom Clement to be your quarterback kind of whisperer or whatever, he is an Aaron Rodgers guy. I mean, he loves that guy. So he brought him back. They kept the offense the same in terms of promoting within. Uh, Adam Stavanovich was the offensive line guy and run coordinator for Battle of Florida. They lost their tight end coach and their offense coordinator to the Broncos, the Daniel Hackett, to begin the coach there. But overall, they still have the so-called brain trust offensively for Aaron Rodgers. And all these moves are slowly hacking in a way 
I think at some point you'll see Zedaria Smith being cut at this point, being a backup, carrying too hefty of a salary there coming off injury. They did restructure Aaron Jones' contracts. So I think part of this talk about Rodgers getting a new deal is probably going to have some language there that offsets his salary cap space here. And what would that do? That would make sure Devontae Adams returns either on the franchise tag on a long-term deal. So you got to put all these uh, dots together, connect them, and realize, look, they're doing everything they can to make this team strong here for now, Rodgers, give it one more run. And I think the biggest thing they need to do, I talked about – the Bengals and Rams having multiple weapons, I think that cost the Packers a lot. There was just no one other than Devontae Adams to deflect the attention there against the 49ers. It was a low-scoring game. They needed someone else to make a big play to win that game. It was a low-scoring game. They need to go and get that receiver. Enough's enough. I think that's where you look back at that Jordan Love pick. They'd gone after a wide receiver there <laughs> made a trade-up for Brandon Ayuk or someone like that. I think you're talking about maybe the Packers uh, having a Lombardi trophy. It's wild in, in those scenarios, and there's a lot of them in the last decade of uh, playoff history for the Green Bay Packers. Hey, uh, Vinny, speaking of that, Brian Gutekunst, he was interviewed yesterday at uh, the Scouting Combine, and he said, no, there's no offers on the table. Are, are we really believing that, that nobody has reached out and checked on the availability of Aaron Rodgers? ESPN reported multiple teams have. Gutekunst says, no, nobody's even given me a call. Who are we supposed to believe here? Well, they could they could have reached out, but they might have reached out more to Rogers' representation than the actual Packers. That because that's where you got to get the feel, right? It's not going to be do the Packers know. <laughs> I mean, they might know already, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to ask agent. Hey, does he want to get out of here? So keep that in mind. Those things could be separated. But I, I'm maybe tired of saying the word "goodkunst." It's a fun word to say, but like, <laughs> let's just move on. <laughs> like. Like, hopefully this guy doesn't get thrown under the bus. It sounds like this guy's terrible, but all he does is make moves to help his team successful. Yeah. You look at Devondre Campbell, uh, that was a great pickup last year. So this is a guy that just makes moves to make a team win 13 games year in and year out. Like, I don't know what else you want. So, uh, I mean, it's just all about executing the playoffs. And we can uh, do this with all these quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, where's his best chance to win a Super Bowl? But I think we forget in the NFL, we try to treat quarterbacks like NBA superstars. It's a lot different. NBA superstars have a bigger influence on a smaller team than a quarterback. I mean, the Rams won because they had great defense in the Super Bowl, and that's the bottom line. They had the defense and the offense. They were a complete team. They executed in close games consecutively to win, and that's what you have to do in the playoffs. So I think you have to have that opportunity, but it just comes down to execution, quite frankly, if you lose a game in the teens based on special teams, you probably didn't deserve to go on a long run. So I think that's what the Packers have to do. What is the formula to be great on all three phases to win? Because that's going to be important as well if they're going to turn the corner here with Rodgers. Well, they've picked up Rasul Douglas off the scrap heap in Arizona, so good to Scott one right there, no doubt about it. You know, uh, we mentioned earlier you have Tyler Linderbaum in your latest mock draft as a Minnesota Viking. Will he be snapping the ball to Kirk Cousins if it then turns out that way, Vinny? There's seemingly some chatter, and I don't know if it's growing louder. I know that the uh, the new the, their new coach, uh, O'Connell, right, Kevin O'Connell, uh, is very high, at least he says that he is, on Kirk Cousins. It's a big, big cap hit. Uh, will Kurt Cousins survive, and will he be the Vikings quarterback come September? 
I think this is actually a very good move for Kirk Cousins. We heard uh, the report you probably saw it floating out there that Mike Zimmer was a big fan of Kirk Cousins. So yep. that could help because that can only go up if you have a superior uh, head coach that is offensive-minded, has got loose connections to Kyle Shannon, if you connect the dots between Sean McVay and Kyle Shannon and all that. so there, and He also was a guy that was in New England for a time as a quarterback. So you know he's got some good pedigree here, learning from pretty good coaches. And you look at the Vikings, another team that needs to go out and get another receiver. And I know K.J. Osborne was okay for a while. Adam Thielen, though, is getting a little older. You've got that stud in Justin Jefferson. Go out and get another guy that can complement Jefferson and really make your offense from being that efficient, run-heavy type offense, and they were scoring points a lot of games, to just downright explosive where you can just stretch the field and make big plays. Kirk Cousins has a big arm. He's had his most efficient seasons in the NFL. Go get him a guy that can stretch the field along with Jefferson and make those big plays. So I think that's what they can do. I think they can work a little bit more on their offensive line. Garrett Bradbury, unfortunately, has not been very good. He got benched last year. So I think you've got to look at Linderbaum. If he's out there and you're deciding, do we want to go for an edge pass rusher? Do we like the wide receivers? I think it's going to come down, I think, between a wide receiver and a offensive lineman in the end. I think those are the best values for the Vikings, and I really like their new GM. Uh, just good connection to the 49ers as well. Vinny Iyer joining us from the Sporting News. Vinny, want to go off the field and up to the broadcast booth. Monday Night Football, Troy Aikman will be there. Maybe Al Michaels will be joining him. Amazon, long rumored, the destination for Michaels to finish up his career. My question is, Fox, what did they do? They have the Super Bowl this year. Joe Buck still under contract for another year. Who do you pair with Joe Buck? Maybe for just one season, and if he departs after this year... Are you ready to see the number two team with Greg Olson maybe getting that jump up and becoming the new number one, him and, him and Kevin Burkhart? Well, I really like Kevin Burkhart, and he's done a great job with whoever he's paired with. And, uh, that included, uh, I think, Charles Davis before at one point. But uh, he's just a mm-hmm. good, yep. solid, smooth announcer. Now, the funny thing is all these networks are going for big, big names. But in the end, football is probably watchable at this level the games are this exciting with anyone. So it's kind of strange that everyone wants to put 13 to $15 million on their color, man, where even though we complain about money in football and this crew is not good, still people watch it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the reason that people don't right. watch money in football as much is it's the second package. The NFL premier package is really tilted more to Sunday night football. We know that once NBC got it. And Thursday has been very exciting as well. We used to complain about that, but now you say Monday Night Football overall is the third most interesting game of the week because they're kind of locked into those matchups where they can't really do much to uh, flex away from it. So, look, to me, the NFL is in a great spot because people watch the product no matter what. So I think they just want to make everything have a bigger feel here. So Troy Aikman, I think, is going to give that show just a little bit more respectability. I think Fox, look, they can just pivot to the next group because I didn't – feel all that great about Joe Buck because I always see him as a baseball guy. I still struggle with his announcing a little bit in the NFL. Like, I think Jim Nance is a little bit more polished in terms of uh, using his golf and NCAA tournament voice and crossing over. But I thought Joe Buck is always a better presenter for baseball. And uh, maybe that will prompt that and say, hey, hey, Joe, if there is baseball at any point in the near future, be the guy here and maybe we'll expand this package or do something like that. But uh, at this point, I think the NFL, it's hard to do any wrong. 
with the matchups and the level of NFL play and the compelling nature of it in the big games and the playoffs. Uh, Vinny, who's the uh, the biggest uh, free agent domino to fall? Is there, is there one guy, maybe more than the others, that you're watching where he ends up, uh, which could cause some, you know, that um, teams that swung and missed uh, to go, um, maybe to, you know, spend more money than they wanted to. Give me a couple of names that you're looking for that will sign very early. I think one guy we're looking for, I'm not sure if the Patriots are going to franchise tackle him, is J.C. Jackson. I think teams are looking for that big-time corner. You can't find it very often in free agency because they're usually on the tag. So watch out for him. I think the Patriots are more year-to-year with him. I think they could find a way to franchise tag him. But if he's out there that you look at, then I think the the next uh, position you look at is offensive tackle. Now, it may not sound like the most exciting class, but the Saints are in a terrible cap situation. And Taron Armstead is a guy you plug and play. You're the Bengals. You say we need to get a guy to pass protect Joe Burrow. Like, and you can say, hey, uh, we got your guy, uh, Trey Hendrickson. Let's uh, bring him down here and let's fix the other side of the line and get it going. So I think he's a guy that I think is definitely going to be on the move. And that's going to be a position of priority. You have uh, Orlando Brown Jr. The Chiefs have to decide if he's the franchise tag guy or Tyron Matthew is, so he could be out there. And then uh, Cam Robinson had a very good year with the Jaguars. We'll see if they tag him or be out there. So offensive tackle usually doesn't happen in free agency where you can get a guy that you can put on the left side, but you actually might have three options this year. And Cincinnati dress Trevor Penning from uh, the University of Northern Iowa. That's where you have him ticketed to. Joe Burrow's line would get a whole lot better and do so very quickly. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News, sportingnews.com. His latest mock draft was posted earlier today. Uh, NFL, yes, they seemingly took a week or two off, but it's about to get busy uh, once again. Vinny, thanks for doing this for us. As always, Vinny Iyer, we appreciate it. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Appreciate it. Yep, you do the same. Vinny Iyer as uh, we catch up on the NFL. Cappy's going to join us at 11.30 or so. What do your Bears have to do? Do they have a first-round pick? They don't. They do no, not. They no. do not. Uh-uh. They're uh, without that, so wait till the second. Mm-hmm. New Free GM. agency-wise, is there somebody? Not a, They got some cap room. So Is James Daniels leaving? I don't know if they picked up his option for his final year. It's an offensive line, though, that needs to be better. Mm-hmm. You have to start right there getting fields right, and getting them weapons. Yeah. You know, what's Cole Komet? At, um, at best, a, at best of the road. a C tight end. Yep, yep. I mean, that's all that he is. Allen Robinson's not back. You have a... You think he's gone for sure? I think so. I, I just can't, can't afford him or don't want to... Or do you think his price his ticket's too high? And a headache. He, he's been a bit of a malcontent, too. So you have to completely rebuild that. You know, they, they found something in Mooney. That's a nice yep. receiver, but he's just that. They have one nice receiver really looking forward at there. So you got to get weapons. That's what it's all about. Defensively, you can plug holes. You can figure that out. Have to get the offense and give Justin Fields. you got a quarterback you feel confident with. You have to get him the right pieces around him. Spend to do it. Go out. and Make it a destination place because they've taken their shot now, right? Didn't work with Trubisky. Now you got Fields. Don't mess this one up. Can Trubisky play in the league? No. You don't think he can? Well, I mean, play poorly, sure, because we've seen that. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we know he can play poorly. Yes, yes. Did he get a fair shake, though? Yeah. You think he did? And he stunk. But but quarterbacks don't become, for the most part, I mean, Joe Burrow's an exception, right? Then you can find them. But there was a long time where a quarterback didn't become the quarterback until he's like 30. That was you a long give, time ago. It was, right? I, I agree with you. And he could see it. 
he got spooked. Mm-hmm. There was he was seeing ghosts, mm-hmm. and it's very difficult to come back. So from you that. think he's a backup, and that's his ceiling? And he's in a pretty good place to be yeah, a backup I mean, right now. Could he go in and win a couple of games? Sure, but long term, if he gets traded to I don't know the Jets. Let me put it this way: Would you rather have him or Drew Locke? Drew Locke, you really would. And I don't think it's close. Really? Yeah. Drew Locke's shown some things is it recently. Be, is it because, um, yeah, your opinion's a little jaded as a Bears fan of Trubisky? I don't think so. Okay. I Do you see it from Trubisky? I think he's got a chance. Don't, don't go into that preseason crap no, from no, last no, year. No, 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 I'm not doing that. He's a great August quarterback. He, and he has been. There's a lot of those. You can, you, I mean, the NFL landscape is dotted with great August yes. quarterbacks. I'm just not so sure he got a... I mean, he put him right in there right away. Wasn't the best roster that he was surrounded with, was it? No, they, they were successful in his first year. Went to the playoffs. And then the wheels fell off. Mm-hmm. And there was no coming back. And then the negativity that surrounded it. You know, that bear we fake... had to get out of there. There's no yeah, doubt. I yeah. mean, he needed a, uh, a, a fresh start. And the way it played out, too. Mm-hmm. Moving up from three to two when you didn't have to. Well, that's just it. Right? It already put him in a uh-huh. negative light. Yep. Year one went pretty good. Mm-hmm. But then when it went awry, it was very quick. The tables turned quickly there. There's other guys I'd rather have that are backup, certainly, than Trubisky. Are there 32 quarterbacks that are better than Mitchell Trubisky? Uh, probably not. Maybe 20, 28, yeah, well, something like that. If you that's know. where you're putting them. Right. Uh, we will uh, be joined by David Kaplan. Cappy's coming up next. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. Um, he will not be in a good mood, I'm assuming. No, 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 no. No baseball. No baseball. I know I, I didn't click on it. I meant to, and I, um, something came up. He, he put something out at NBC Sports Chicago. I'm guessing it wasn't real positive <laughs> concerning. So I don't fault the players. I'm anxious to see if Cappy does. We'll ask him next. It's Miller and Condon. We're live at Wellman's. Again, the folks from Circa will be in town. I think they uh, get in about 5.30 or so, make their way right down here to Circa. The Fanatics will be uh, doing their show live today from 3 to 6. Chris will stick around uh, after to watch Oklahoma State and Iowa State Senior Night at uh, Hilton. Um, I assume there'll be a banged out crowd to see this one uh, tonight as well. Miller and Condon back with Cappy uh, as we continue on. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors David Kaplan. He's next. Miller and Condon live at Wellman's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, live at Wellman's in West Des Moines. Waiting for the crew from Circus Sports. They'll be here tonight. Game watches tonight for Iowa State. Likewise, tomorrow for Iowa. Circus Sports, come on down and get signed up. Uh, get some of the Circa gear. Again, best odds out there. Uh, Circus Sports, uh, they'll, take, they'll take your bet at Circa. We will be there broadcasting live from Las Vegas at Circa. Uh, next Friday. Let's get to our buddy David Kaplan from Chicago. Cappy, I'm sure you, like uh, Trent and I, both maybe heartbroken's a little over the top, but certainly disappointed uh, that uh, baseball, we are going to miss opening day, Cap. Very disappointing. Yeah. yeah, exceptionally, but I have a bone to pick with you before we get into the big story of baseball. What do you mean you're going to okay. circle you don't take your favorite guest with? Well, we'd love to have you. Can you make it? What's the date? 
Next, well, I'll be there Tuesday through Friday. Trent's coming Thursday. We're going to do our show Friday. So next week, you don't have any conference tournament responsibilities, do you? Um, I know sorry, you don't. I'm going to be in Co- I'm going to be in Costa Rica next week. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> look at you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we we feel so sorry for you, Kathy. Weren't you there last year, Kathy? <laughs> Say that again. Weren't you there last year? I thought you and your wife were there last year. We were for my birthday in November. We went to Turks and Caicos. Okay, and I that's did the I'm show thinking, from yeah. the pool with a from drink the pool. In my hand. <laughs> Yeah. I remember that good stuff. Well, Cap Baseball, um, I, I blame the owners. I, it's, it's um, you know, might the players have a degree of uh, blame to go around? I don't think they do in this case. I really don't. I don't believe that the owners had any desire to get this deal done. They teased us on Monday night, and then in the middle of the night on Monday, apparently thinking that the players would be tired and want to go home and wouldn't actually read the agreement, the owners actually tried to sneak in a couple more clauses uh, and hoped that the players wouldn't find them. Cap, I can't tell you how disappointed I am. What about you? Yeah, I have always leaned, not been hardcore, but leaned management side just because my late father raised me, David, if you don't like working at, I was working at a hot dog stand, I was working at a drugstore, at a pharmacy, <laughs> and he said, if you don't like it there, quit and get another job, but the boss is the boss, so that's how I was raised. That said, you're not coming into the pharmacy in the Chicago area because I'm at the counter ringing your purchase up. You are going into the stadium because Max Scherzer's pitching or Chris Bryant's hitting or whoever the heck it is. So I think you have a good faith obligation as an owner to make sure that you are fair with your employees. I'm not saying that you should get 2% of the profits and they get 98, but you've got to be more fair. And when I saw Ross Stripling's comments this morning on social media, and these weren't like alleged. These were, we, what do you think we are? Stupid? And he used the the Dennis Green, they are what we thought they were from the Bears Cardinals game where he said they stuck stuff into the contract thinking they're dumb baseball jocks. They'll never find this. Well, guess what? We have really smart lawyers on our side too, and we did find it. So I believe that the owners afraid of a National Labor Relations Board complaint saying they did not bargain in good faith, said, just stay here till 2 in the morning. We'll say there's progress. And then the next day, we'll say, hey, they fundamentally changed what we were discussing. I don't believe it. I think the owners deserve the lion's share of the culpability. So where are we now and where are we as we look forward after yesterday? Felt like maybe we were in the red zone making our way forward or or we're on third base. Here we are back to the drawing board. Where are we and do you believe that we will have a conclusion sooner rather than later? What's sooner, Trent? What is sooner? By the end of the week. Hell no. No No shot. (laughs) No no. shot. By the end of the week? It's Wednesday. They aren't even talking again. If it was that close that it would get done by the end of the week, oh, please, then they would have just stayed in Jupiter, Florida, and not all gotten on their luxury jets and in their sports cars and their helicopters and gone home. No shot unless one side completely caves in, and I don't see either side doing that. 
So we're, we're going to miss the first two series of the year, Cap. Is that going to be it in your mind? Will we, you know, the Masters comes and goes, or is it going to be, well, we just watched the NFL draft, and now, the next, now Monday's opening day, which would be right around the 1st of May. In your mind, and I know that you keep telling us about, uh, what was it, Flag Day, and I saw another report that you must have talked to the, some, the same agent as either maybe it was Buster only did the same thing because he told him the same deal. Are you still Correct. sticking with Flag Day, or do you think that May will be, you know, there's a chance we play in May? So I was never the guy that was sticking to Flag Day. I was reporting what this one agent told right. me. And maybe it's the same agent Buster talked to, maybe it's, talking points that all these agents have together. I cannot believe that we're not going to be playing baseball till June 14th. No chance. I don't see it going that long. I think May 1st, I could easily see the first month of the season gone. Easily. I hope I'm wrong, but easily. That's a scary proposition. And I'll be honest, Cappy, when you first told us that and relayed that story, I kind of rolled my eyes. No way this is going to happen. Baseball, they don't understand after the contentious back and forth in 2020, just trying to get a season started, what a bad look that was. They regained it. They got the expanded playoffs. Last year, fans finally filing back in. But they knew the importance of 2022, and here we are. How how much damage do you believe baseball is doing to itself as we look back to the last stoppage that we saw and of course the cancellation of the playoffs back in the 90s so i personally believe that most people wake up every day they go to a job that it's okay it's a job we don't make enough money many unfortunately might not marry the same person that they married and they're generally not exceptionally thrilled with their lot in life but they ain't paying attention to billionaires and millionaires that can't figure out how to get their collective bargain. The game's on, they'll tune it on, it gives them entertainment and pleasure. What I do think they're damaging is the 8, 9, 10-year-old child, boy or girl, who might sit on the couch with grandpa or grandma or mom or dad and go, hey, the Cubs are playing tonight against the Brewers. Let's watch that. Oh, the White Sox are playing the Yankees tonight. Let's watch that game. There won't be a game to watch. So you're losing that legion of young fans that would be like, you know what, way cooler to watch basketball or way cooler to watch Patrick Mahomes or whoever it is. We had a stat on our show today. Tyler Hero has 2.3 million Instagram followers. Do you know that's more than any guy in baseball? Any. From Otani (laughs) to Trout, he's 500,000 ahead of Mike Trout, who's at 1.8. He's Tyler Hero. Nice player, but not like you'd think of him as a franchise guy. <laughs> no, so far from it. Uh, that That's remarkable. Cap, uh, and to that end, uh, is that maybe part and parcel uh, of the playoff expansion because of, you know, a Shohei Otani or some of the big names, the young names uh, that are going to, you know, be the faces of this sport once it does come back and and, and people uh, hopefully begin to forget what happened in 2022. Is the fact that we'll see more of these young guys in October uh, part maybe by the reasoning why we're going to expand the playoffs? I get the money thing, but an opportunity to showcase some of these young players. I don't think it has anything to do with showcasing anybody. I don't. I believe it's 
There's so much money that's made in the playoffs. TV just mm-hmm. salivates at getting playoffs. I think that's totally the reason. It's money. Follow the almighty dollar, and you will answer almost every conundrum in the world. All comes down to that. Ken, any more on baseball? Uh, yeah, well, just kind of one because he's a baseball and a football guy, Cappy. I don't know if you know uh, Jack, uh, Jack Buck, Joe Buck, uh, of course, Jack's son. Um, he's, he's a baseball guy, and he's, he's, he's got a great gig, as you very well know, right? Super Bowls mm-hmm. and World Series. Cap, what do you hear from people in the industry? Uh, where do they think he's going? What do you, where do you think he's going to end up with all the announcers dominoed, whether it be analysts or play-by-play guy? It's fascinating to watch the millions of dollars that are being thrown in their laps. Uh, how's, the, how's it going to work out for, for Joe Buck now that Troy Aikman's at ESPN? Any inside information? I don't have any insight other than what I hear or read from people I trust in the industry. I would not be stunned if he went to Monday Night Football. I believe his dad at one point called some Monday Night Football, I think on the radio. Uh, Joe said the number one career goal for his was to call the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series. He wanted to be that voice. He was. He got that done. Mm-hmm. He's made generational money. I mean, stupid money. And now someone might throw $12 million a year at him to call Monday Night Football, and maybe he does a little Sunday Night Baseball to keep his baseball swerve going yeah i wouldn't be shocked if he ends up over there with troy that would not stun me at all unless mr murdoch says hey you have face of fox sports we'll pay whatever tell me how much it's done then maybe he stays but i wouldn't be shocked if he's doing monday night football at all well, they threw a blank check, Mr. Murdoch did at Joe, at, uh, John Madden back in the day, and that certainly worked out well. Go ahead, Trent. Sorry. Bulls uh, had an opportunity to get into first place in the East with a win against Miami. It did not go that way as they fell by 21. Did that say anything to you? It's one of one of 82 games. You don't want to overreact. But what did that say to you, the Bulls, and, and looking at this Miami team that continues to surge in the East? Well, until the Bulls get healthy, and I'm talking Crusoe, Ball, Patrick Williams, it's really hard to know exactly what you have. I don't think they're 21 points worse than the Heat or whatever the final margin of victory was in that game. I do think it's a bad matchup for them. That's a Heat team that is exceptionally well coached. And I remember when LeBron was there and everyone thought Eric Spolster is this boob. He's in there just to be a placeholder until LeBron says, hey, Riley, come coach the team. And then when LeBron said, hey, Riley, come coach the team, Pat said, no, that's your coach right there. And he's still the coach, and he's one of the top five in the game. Eric Spolstra can coach. And watch that team, the recognition from defense to offense, block shot, boom, dunking it at the other end. Oh, we got our shot missed? Bam, we're going to block Vucevic at the rim at the other end with Bam out of bio. That team plays hard. It's a tough matchup for Chicago. Cap, since uh, I won't talk with you next week, speaking of watching that team, what team or teams are you watching as far as NCAA uh, futures? Do you have a, you know, a dark horse in the back of your mind that you think might be able to? Because I think that this is a year uh, that the tournament is going to be wide open, especially if Gonzaga gets beat, and we've seen that before. They, they've certainly had success, don't get me wrong. But if it's not Gonzaga, is there a team out there that's double digits right now that you're keeping an eye on? 
Yeah, I have a ticket that I bought at 70-1, to 1, and I think that team can win the national title. That would be Who the Wisconsin it? Badgers. Really? <laughs> go, go they keep winning close right games. Now. When you go to break, pull up on PointsBet, yeah. DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, Barstool, wherever you want, and go look at Wisconsin's odds. They just won the Big Ten. You're telling me yeah. that team can't win the national title? I'll tell you, I think you're wrong. I'm not saying they will. I'm telling you, I think they can. And at seventy to one, yes, I'm in. Good stuff, David Kaplan. Cappy, uh, enjoy uh, Costa Rica. We will. I will speak with you in a couple of weeks. Uh, Trent uh, will hopefully uh, will get an opportunity to grab you next week, Cap. But uh, thanks for doing this, bud. As always, we appreciate it, Capper. You're the best, and Trent. I'll talk to you next week from the pool. All right, that sounds <laughs> nice. great, Cappy. Good to talk to you. All Have right. fun, Cap. Talk see to you in a couple of weeks. David Kaplan. Thanks, you too. Yep, see ya. Uh, from Chicago as uh, we catch up with our buddy David Kaplan. Uh, I forgot to ask Cap. Well, um, somebody reached out to us on Twitter and wanted to ask him a question. Oh, really? Uh, I meant to do it, too. That's on me. Uh, any updates on Arlington Heights, which is the move oh, right, from... Uh, right. Well, can you put that on your list? Well, we'll next put that on the Kaplan. agenda, yes. Good absolutely. Stuff. Matt, we will not forget... Like we did today. <laughs> we'll come back, wrap things up. Trent's play of the day, Circa Sports. Uh, speaking of Circa, that's why we're here at Wellman's in West Des Moines. They will be here tonight. Game Watch, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. They've got a Big 12 all-session pass they're going to give away. Circa merchandise. You can sign up from Circa. You can meet the folks from Circa. Uh, the Fanatics, Ross and Chris, will be here doing their show today from 3 until 6. Chris sticks around. You're doing. You're coming back tonight too. I'm gonna stop by. Yeah, I think I'll I'll stop in for a little while. Say hi to all our our friends from Circa. And tomorrow, a big one for me is I'll be back doing the Instant Reaction podcast after Iowa, Michigan, eight o'clock tip tomorrow night. Good stuff. We'll be back. Circa's play of the day. Trent's play of the day. Sponsored by Circus. Four and one yesterday, folks. We're live at Wellman's on Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO. Miller and Condon, welcome back. Final segment here on a Wednesday. Murph and Andy coming up at 1. The Fanatics at 3. The Fanatics will be live down here at Wellman's in West Des Moines. Their show today from 3 until 6. Uh, Hawkeye Nation Radio tonight. What do we got? Leistikow and Company tonight at 6, I would assume. You, you know that schedule better than I do. Well, we saw Petey and Hines yesterday. We did. They were coming in yesterday. They normally do, yes. You do a good job always looking forward. I'm, I'm looking forward to my bets. That's what I'm always looking gotcha. forward at. And getting that ready here going into the final segment. Yeah, Hawkeye Nation, I would assume. I'm trying to think of what the schedules kind of look like with the other things going on. Can't think of anything at the top of the head. Well, uh, tune in tonight. See if Chad uh, and company are on the air. Anyways, what are you doing tonight from Circus Sports? Coming off a 4-1 and one Tuesday. Do you keep it going or does reality set in? <laughs> reality. This is reality. Come on. 75%. It's not the shiniest slate of games tonight, Trent. It really isn't. It's nothing that wows you. Iowa State kind of almost a stage to themselves. No. There's there's that, one 8 o'clock game that catches my, and I don't remember who it is. Uh, LSU at Arkansas? No, I think it's a Big Ten game. Maybe a Big Ten game? Rutgers, Rutgers Indiana. Indiana? It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. A yeah. couple of 
bubble at best teams, though, that doesn't ho- do a whole lot there. Well, I think I am going to play Iowa State tonight. You're going to lay the, what, four? It's four right now. It opened up at two and a half. Senior night. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not seniors that exactly you got your arms around with four years. This is not George Nyang right, going yeah. through senior night ceremonies. Although Isaiah Brockington's going to get a... <laughs> yes, he will. Yeah. Yeah, Gabe Kalsher, but these were one-year guys. George mm-hmm. Condon's been around. Mm-hmm. So that'll one, he'll get a good ovation as well. But, yeah, this is a little bit different than some senior nights still. Oklahoma State, all right. Iowa State, the Last way they're three playing, games, though. overtime. Overtime, tired legs. No, that's a good point for yeah. an interesting point. Caleb Grill had a game when they were in. St- and Grill's coming off a really good game mm-hmm. where he shot the bell, ball well. He did likewise against Oklahoma State in Stillwater back in January. So you're going to uh, take Iowa State? You're going to take Iowa State. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll lay the four and take the Cyclones. Game two, 5.30. We're going back to the Big East. Xavier has to get a win. Desperate. They go to St. John's. A St. John's team that has talent. Japani is really fun to watch when he is on, when he's not. A team is brutal to watch. They're one of those. Got some chuckers out there. Xavier does get it done. Road win for Xavier tonight. Take him on the money line. One and a half is the number. Plus 110 with Xavier. Let's go to the A-10. Davidson, been good this season. Great program, Davidson, and what they built coming off these Steph Curry years and, and now a consistent winner year in and year out. But they're taking on a physical George Mason team. That's how you beat Davidson. You play physical with them. I think George Mason does just enough to keep it close. Get seven and a half tonight with George Mason. We're going to the A-Sun. My Campbell Camels. I got a future on them in this conference tournament. Of course you do. They're laying four and a half against Presbyterian. And two more, LSU plus six in that Arkansas game tonight. LSU's kind of right of the ship. They had that really bad start. Arkansas's getting a lot of love, Trent. They are, including myself. I've uh, dabbled a little bit on them in some futures, including the final four. But I'll grab the six tonight with LSU. And late night tonight, 9.30 tip, UNLV Wyoming. Wyoming on the road. They're a different team on the road. I'll lay the point with the running Reds. Speaking of the Big, S, big East, rather, um, Patrick Ewing got a vote of confidence. Patrick Ewing is coming back. Why? I, maybe they can't pay anybody. Maybe, I don't know what the buyout is. I don't, I, I don't think it's a money thing. I mean, they, I don't know. That place has got a huge endowment. Money's not think, a factor right? in Georgetown. Right. So I don't think it'd be that. No, it's just, just got that. Came he's Patrick Ewing. Is it Maybe. as simple as that? He was awful good to that school when he was yeah. there, right? Campfire legend. Kind of go down that route. I guess, I guess that makes sense there, but the one year they made it was winning the conference tournament. Right, that's how they got in. Outside of that, it has been brutal. Mm-hmm. He's lost a lot of players. Guys that have left early has not recruited, certainly at the level many people anticipated that he was. The Big East, after Villanova, it's there for the taking. Mm-hmm. Boy, BC. Wouldn't it be great to have George down back? And that was an easy brand to either wrap your arms around or not like that physical style that they played with. They were such a thing in the 80s and into the 90s. And, and a pretty good now, point guard came through there as well at the, back in that time period. Did, they, did he not? Victor Page? Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> oh, Alan Iverson. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, and Matumbo and Morning playing phenomenal. together and, and the big guys. Mm-hmm. Bring George back. Georgetown basketball back. I want to see it. All right, so we will be back here tomorrow at uh, Wellman's. The Fanatics will be here this afternoon. Circus Sports making their way into uh, the state of Iowa. They'll be here tonight. Game watch tonight, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. You can watch it right here if you're not going to the game. Want to watch it with some Cyclone fans. Anticipate there'll be a pretty good number of them down here tonight. Again, an opportunity to win 
Tickets to the Big 12 Tournament and all sessions past Circa Gear will be given away. Circa will be in town tonight and tomorrow. The Game Watch tomorrow. Iowa and uh, Michigan at 8 o'clock. And, of course, Friday will be also out again. We'll be up in your neck of the woods. Yes, Jethro's as we uh, unveil our menu item. It's a Miller and Condon Barba Stew. That's going to be fun. That'll be on Friday. Friday night, it's a Class 5A championship on the girls' basketball side. And the brackets are out for Boys State next week. We'll have full coverage for you here on KXNO and 96.9. The Bull starting with Waukee Northwest as they survived last night. And uh, that'll come your way at 1030 Wednesday morning. Uh, have a great day, everybody. Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO.